0: Hello everyone, welcome back to Collaborative Edges, conversations to inspire initiatives across languages and cultures. I'm Rocio Professor of Hispanic Studies at Michigan State University and the host of Collaborative Edges. Today, we will talk about the Muslim Film Festival that took place in April of 2018. We have in the studio at Michigan, Michigan State University faculty, Camelia Suleiman, my Mark Bernstein, and Sornavel Pillai. Hello, welcome.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us.
0: Good. Um, between April 9 and 13th this year, uh, Michigan State University held the Muslim Studies Program 11th Annual Conference and Film Festival, with a special focus on the topic, Locating Muslim Cinemas, the Politics of Cultures and Identity. Um, Mark, could you uh, please tell us about the organization of the event and the, and the selection of the films?
1: Yes. Uh, Muslim Studies organizes every year – the Muslim Studies programs at MSU organizes every year a, an annual conference, and uh, the faculty are solicited for uh, ideas about what, what we'd like to do. Um, and our dear colleague, Muhammad Khalil, who is the director of Muslim Studies, approached us and asked if we would be interested in putting on something related to Muslim cinema – and actually, Camelia, my colleague, uh, took the lead and approached both Swan-Ovel and myself and asked if we would want to work together on it. And it was a wonderful opportunity to uh, collaborate and across disciplines, across departments, uh, and bring something, a, a viewpoint that is not often seen or heard in the United States.
0: Good. Camelia, could you uh, please uh, talk about your interest in the topic of these events and your role in them?
2: Uh, Yes, well, uh, I am a co-organizer, as my colleague said, and I was uh, very happy about how diverse of a region we were covering in this conference. In fact, when we were first uh, organizing it, we were wondering how were we going to uh, pull it together, such a vast region, different languages, different histories, different histories of movie making. But in the end, uh, it uh, all turned well. Uh, we chose uh, 3 mo- movies to show one from egypt one from iran and one from india thus we covered the 3 major languages of muslim of the muslim world and the 3 uh, different traditions uh, that are very deep really and uh, in history of movie making and uh, that are unique to each of these uh, countries. So Egypt, Egyptian movie is well known since uh, the beginning of the 20th century. They yeah. even made the silent movies. Yes. And Iran is also well known, the movie scene, mm-hmm. and uh, India as well. Okay, and, and Sir Navelli, what about you and your role in this event?
3: Uh, yes, you know, I was uh, interested in uh, bringing in the South Asian component. Uh, uh, the South Asian, you know, perspective is very important because the discourse in, uh, you know, Asia generally and South Asia particularly is not about Western Islam. For example, in India, it is more about Hindu and Muslims, mm-hmm. which people here are not aware of.
0: Exactly. Yes, yes.
3: So it's important to inform the younger generation that uh, uh, the discourse surrounding Islam is not monolithic.
0: Exactly, yes, yes. We we tend to think in terms of uh, monolithic uh, uh, distribution of population in, in countries, in nations, right? So I would like to uh, go into a little bit of detail into the films. Each evening was dedicated to one film. Uh, 2008 Hindi political thriller Firak, or am yes. I pronouncing mm-hmm. it well? Yes. Yeah. Uh, 1990 uh, Iranian docu fiction uh, close up, and 1959 Egyptian drama The Nightingale's Prayer. And I just realized that we, we were going back in time from 2008 to 1959. So, Camelia, could you tell us why were these specific films selected this year?
2: Yes, uh, as as I said, because they cover the different uh, regions. But uh, why specifically these three movies? Because they're classics in many ways. Uh, And I will uh, speak about the Egyptian movie in particular. It's at the peak of Egyptian cinema when it was really world-known and uh, very high quality. And it's an adaptation of a novel by the famous uh, writer uh, Taha Hussein. And uh, the, the cast, the actors are well known in the entire Arab world, very well liked. And for example, one of the main protagonists is fatin Hamama, who was married to Omar Sharif. In fact, she's the one who made him famous, not the other way around. Mm, And then he went on to Hollywood and became a star. So, and aesthetically, it's an amazing movie to look at it in black and white and look at the sophisticated technique and dialogue. I'm just in awe to such a movie. Okay. Yes.
0: Yes. And... um, Sornavel, could you tell us more about the Hindi um, movie? Uh, Yes. Yes, please. Uh, You
2: know,
3: Firok, uh, you know, addresses uh, the 2002 uh, Godra riots. Godra riots, you know, happened uh, in a state called Gujarat in India. Mm -hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, wherein uh, uh, thousands of Muslims and hundreds of uh, Hindus were affected. Many of them got killed. And uh, till today, we do not even know about, you know, uh, the number of women raped. Uh, so Nandita Das, you know, one of her, you know, uh, very significant and important women directors, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she uh, comes up with this film, Firak. Uh, the narrative revolves around uh, an ensemble kind of cast and, you know, stories uh, set one month after the riot, you know, all these stories. And uh, she focuses on two couples, um, uh, one, you know, more like uh, uh, middle class and the other, you know, lower middle class. And uh, uh, the lower middle class, the couple, um, Anif and Munira, their house is burnt and looted in the right. And uh, Anif is seeking a kind of vengeance and ultimately, unfortunately, loses his life. Uh, The upper middle class, whereas those couple, you know, it's a Hindu-Muslim marriage, And uh, the husband uh, finds himself in trouble uh, when he reveals his identity, you know, uh, uh, to, you know, uh, relatives of his uh, wife. Mm -hmm. And then um, uh, there are other stories which are equally important. One is about this old uh, uh, Muslim classical singer uh, who is living in his own world, still dreaming that India is that secular you know, place where Hindus and Muslims coexisted Mm -hmm. uh, till, you know, he faces the reality that, uh, uh, you know, the temple, uh, you know, of the Sufi saint itself has been demolished, you know. Yes. Uh, And uh, there are other, uh, you know, uh, uh, important threats like Munira's closest friend is a Hindu girl called Jyoti. And Munira suspects her, you know, because of all these uh, troubles, maybe Jyoti has been, you know, hand in glove. Uh, with the perpetrators of violence and then finally she realizes, you know, it was not so. So it has, you know, uh, from many perspectives, Nandita Das comes into, you know, this film. And it's a very important film because it addresses uh, perhaps what was, you know, the most eventful, you know, kind of uh, happening. And uh, our present Prime Minister Narendra Modi was also the Chief Minister of Gujarat when it happened. So it has got resonance even, you know, to what is happening in India today. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, with the you know hindu right government which is ruling us and uh, i'm also glad to say that uh, presently like yesterday the khan film festival started and we have uh, nandita das next film called monto which has entered khan and it is very very rare you know only a handful of indian films have entered khan so Mm -hmm. you know uh, it's a you know happy thing for all of us you know such a, a fabulous woman director you know has been there now representing india at khan's
0: good Good. Very interesting what you're saying about the woman directors and also I like the topic or I want to stress the topic of coexistence. We'll, we'll, we'll go back to that in a bit because I want to know a little bit more about the Iranian uh, film close-up because when I look uh, for information for the film it's categorized as docu-fiction so it's documentary but also fiction so uh, could you tell us more about it?
2: I could say in brief that it uh, depicts the vibrant uh Uh, social texture of Iran uh, at a certain period of time not Iran of today Mm -hmm. and uh, the movie making was a reflection of that bringing in secular topics and bringing in how much the society is open minded and uh, tolerant and and, uh, globalized in many ways in its ways of thinking uh, which is something we don't know today about Iran because all what we hear is the news and it's bad news. So yes. that aspect of Iranian culture was very important to bring out here at MSU for students and faculty alike to see. Yes, and from there
0: I want to go to the topic of diversity and coexistence mm-hmm. because it keeps coming up, yeah. and it goes against this idea of a monolithic society where there, are only, there is only one nation in one specific uh, territory, um, geographical, ge- geopolitical territory, and I, I see it happening also in the areas that I study. So, Mark, could you um, share your insights about uh, these films sh- uh, being a way to show the the diversity and the coexistence of different nations?
1: Well, as you mentioned, this, the, the films were part of a conference that uh, we ran, uh, and the the participants themselves were, uh, I think, emblematic of the diversity of of, uh, Muslim cinema uh, coming from various backgrounds and from all over the world. Um, We felt that it was important to stress the fact that, uh, as educators, to complicate uh, and to unpack, as it were, this broad concept of Muslim cinema Discussing whether there is, in fact, such a thing as Muslim cinema, mm. or that parenthesis s we have in there, Muslim cinemas, uh, what unites them and what uh, actually um, is not held in common. But again, for us and for the faculty, and we hope the wider community, including our students, the idea was to add nuance to the understanding of the Muslim world.
0: Yes, I was thinking right now. Uh, I was thinking if, if it could be called cinema across. Muslim worlds in Spanish, in, in, in plural, I mean.
1: <laughs> and I should add, we're yeah. hoping to, we're collaborating as well on editing the papers, uh, which we hope to publish in a journal of the Journal of Religion and Popular Culture.
0: Great. Um, which yes. we will That'll be awesome, yes. Um, uh, so, Navel, I have a question for you. Um, how, how a thriller, a documentary, and a drama like these three movies come together in this year's film festival. What are what are the common themes that the film festival sought to discuss?
3: Ah uh, yes, uh, even if you know like uh, Firak uh, is marked as a, you know thriller, it's uh, basically you know uh, drama. You know narrative has mm-hmm. you know a lot of drama. Mm-hmm. Similarly, you know close up um, uh, you know invokes the documentary form, but essentially it is also you know. Uh, dramatic in its structure, one could argue, but it has the Kirostami touch, you know, like uh, it blurs the, you know, the boundaries between documentary and a fiction film in the way he stages, you know, this uh, Subzian. you know, who is a quotidian person who aspires to be a celebrity like Maghbal Boav and uh, uh, Kirostami meditates on illusion and reality, you know, and blurring the boundaries between, you know. Uh, recognition and you know, celebrity and and the third film again, you know, it's uh, uh, you know, you can argue that you know uh, the structure is you know melodramatic, but it's a very powerful film as uh, Camilla pointed out because uh, it tells us that you know even in the late 50s how uh, you know that um, uh, it's wrong to think that women didn't have agency. You know, uh, so it talks yeah. to us about you know uh, that kind of a drive in a woman who tries to avenge. Uh, the death of her sister in the hands of an engineer
2: mm-hmm. and then
3: how the scenario gets complicated, you know mm-hmm. And uh, it's a very important film because uh, um, You know, it talks about another divide if uh, Firak is about Hindu Muslim and uh, The film is about documentary and the fictional form uh, This is about uh, the upside and the you know uh, The lower side of Egypt, you know, that is how uh, you know from the rural to the city uh, you know, this woman moves and the kind of complications which, are, which arises. So it talks about uh, that kind of a divide and mobility and agency of the woman mm-hmm. in a particular context yes. of, you know, Egypt.
0: Interesting, yes. Um, now, Camellia the films that were uh, selected for this year's film festival span almost 60 years. Mm-hmm. How, do, who, how do they contribute to our understanding of Muslim culture and society throughout uh, uh, half century, more than half century?
2: Yes, uh, I I think most of the participants were surprised to see that it's uh, that long of a tradition. Mm -hmm. They didn't know that. Uh, What they know of the Middle East today is wars and terrorism and refugees and the misery of the people. And uh, they're not aware of the rich culture uh, behind all of that. You know, what we see today is a failure of a state, but there are living societies in those states and they've gone through many changes they're not uh, um, immobile societies or static and they've been through many changes and the 50s was a time for a change, first in regime in a place like Egypt But uh, even though the novel is set about 20 years earlier but the class struggle and uh, what uh, Swarnavel talked about the gender struggle, the class and the move from the Uh, village to the city and uh, all of those conflicts so Egypt as it was striding towards modernity what were the conflicts that they had to face individuals people that we could identify with very easily and uh, understand their uh, lives and issues and uh, as I said people were caught by surprise to see these things. Are we
0: going to have a Muslim Film Festival next year?
3: Uh, uh, yes yes you
2: know, yes we uh, hope yes we hope
3: uh, yes uh you know one of the main thing is that because the younger generations you know uh, you know get informed educated through cinema through the visual media better i think you know uh, you know we'll be happy to you know continue these efforts and also we'll encourage others you know who want to do we are ourselves invested you know if you can have more festivals of this kind uh, with on different themes and topics
0: yes I would like to throw the idea to explore the Muslim presence in Latin America because we yeah. do have a uh, significant Muslim presence and Hebrew as well, uh, less Indian, but in, in Latin America. So, yeah.
2: yeah. That's an important point of view for yes. us to include next time. Yes, I think I have
0: mentioned to Camelia before this very famous, well, Latin America is very, very known for its telenovelas, no? the telenovela genre and there is a very famous one called el clon the clon that it's um it, it was made in brazil but it shows the relations between uh, 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 uh Muslim or 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 people of uh, Muslim um origin born in Brazil that they still keep their or uh, their, their 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 costumes and and there is a connection or a constant transatlantic or well far with the middle east and the, there are constant travelling between mm-hmm. Brazil and one of the countries of the middle east and it that was such a success mm-hmm. in latin america and it was of course um it's a telenovela it's popular culture right. So there was a lot of exoticism, all that exotic stereotypes came up in the uh, making and the display of the Muslim character in, the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in that telenovela.
3: So also, you know, yes, I, w- yes. uh, I would like to add that when I shot this documentary, Migration of Islam, mm-hmm. I interviewed, you know, students, you know, who are Latin Americans, you know, or Muslims.
0: Yes, yes, correct, you're right. Uh-huh. Okay, well, um, thank you very much uh, for being here today with us. I would like to uh, conclude this conversation thanking our guests today, um, uh, Mark Bernstein, Camelia Suleiman, and uh, Sornavel Pillai. All uh, professors here at uh, Michigan State University, were are looking forward for the next film festival, the, Muslim, the next Muslim Film Festival uh, next year. And I invite you to visit the, Ma- the Muslim Studies program for more information at muslimstudies.isp.msu.edu. Okay, thank you very much for mm. being here today. Thanks a lot. Thank, thank you. you. Yes, thank you. And the ideas and, and opinions expressed on this podcast do not reflect those of the College of Arts and Letters, any of our sponsors, or any official entities of Michigan State University. I also want to thank technical producers Daniel Trego and Kevin Sulu and tune in for our next podcast. Thank you. thank you I hope you enjoy it I yeah,
2: that, mean, was, that was fun it was very enjoyable really. thank you. Yes.